This is Perspectives, the show where a look at how we may be different often ends up showing us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. The theme parks, the water parks are open, the kids are ready to play. School is out for the summer. This means freedom to those kids and to their teachers. And for some parents, a little bit of worry about, okay, so what are the kids going to be doing all summer? What are they going to eat? Because school's out and usually some of them get breakfast and lunch at school. And how do they stay engaged mentally so that they don't fall behind as a result of what's called, I think, that summer slide? Well, to tell us about one great program right here in Atlanta that is making sure none of those things happen and answering some of those concerns of those parents is Alex Wan. He's a former member. He is a former member of the Atlanta City Council, turned executive director of an organization called Horizons Atlanta. Also with us is Mary Kate Starkle. She's the associate director of the program. And I just want to say welcome to everybody for uh, for you guys being here today. So this is great. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited. So for our listeners who do not know Alex, what is Horizons Atlanta? So Horizons Atlanta is a nonprofit here in Atlanta. We serve approximately over 800 students every summer, uh, partner with nine different host institutions. And the basic uh, service we provide is a six-week summer enrichment program for children from underserved communities. Um, We, like you said, are really geared up to address the summer slide. Uh, the loss in education and skills that a lot of kids will experience over the summer. Uh, we keep them engaged. We start the mornings off with reading and math skills. And then in the afternoons, we, we provide breakfast and lunch. And then in the afternoon, um, the different host institutions will provide a, pr- a project-based learning um, initiative. And then we also, one of the, I think the coolest things about our program is we teach the kids water skills and how to swim. So just keeping them mentally active, physically active through the summer um, and you know, really helping transform communities and putting these kids on a track uh, to excel in school, be competitive, um, hopefully go to college, finish high school and go to college. So you said host institutions. So this is more than just a classroom full of kids going to one building for six weeks in one summer. That's correct. We have nine different host institutions that we partner with. Um, and then uh, the other thing I failed to mention is that each week the kids are treated to a field trip somewhere um, in Atlanta. Um, some trips have some folks have gone to the Center for Civil and Human Rights, to the aquarium, uh, to the Delta Museum, um, just to learn more and, and follow and build on the theme, the project-based learning um, pro- uh, course that they're taking in the in their program. So, with nine partner institutions, Mary Kate, how many kids are you guys expecting to host this summer coming up? So this summer alone, we'll hit about 800 kindergarten through eighth grade students across Metro Atlanta, um, and that's 800? pretty 800, and that's pretty <laughs> astronomical considering that when our organization started, we were hovering around the two to 300 child mark, and so we're growing rapidly, we're growing sustainably. Um, but the point is that even without adding another single program to our cohort of offerings. We will continue to grow rapidly over the next several years. Um, We're very intentional. We bring on a class of students at a time, 15 students in a very low student-teacher ratio classroom. And then every year, the idea is that those students stay with us and we add another grade behind them. So we grow slowly to allow for that that development, that culture within our programs. But by the end of their growth trajectory, each site will have kindergarten through eighth grade, um, a total of 130 some odd students, um, and so we're still only about halfway through our growth trajectory currently here in Atlanta. So we're on the path up. And how long has this been uh, going on in Atlanta? So the first Horizons program was at Holy Innocence Episcopal School in um, 
1999. So next year we'll be celebrating the 20th anniversary of that program. Um, but Horizons Atlanta as a regional model, as, as Mary-Kate mentioned, has only been for six, the past six years. And that's when we really started accelerating the growth and adding uh, a significant number of, of host partners. So how are the children who participate, each class of 15 kids new every year, how are they identified? How do you get them? Yeah. So one of the true magical powers, I like to say, of Horizons is how closely embedded we are within the public schools that we serve. So we're working um, very closely with the principal, sometimes the counselor or the kindergarten and first grade teacher to identify students who have essentially fallen through the cracks. Their families may be struggling. Um, intentionally, we recruit students from underserved communities from an economic perspective. Um, and we say these students maybe are not yet on grade level or they have the potential to be um, with some extra supports. And so we look very closely for those students who just need a little extra support, that extra wraparound to really excel. And, and we identify those students and we work with their families to understand what it means to be part of the Horizons family because it's a huge commitment. It's, it's you're saying you're coming to our program six weeks every summer. It's a full day program. And the idea is that when a parent signs the dotted line and, and, and enrolls their child, that it is a nine-year commitment. We're asking families to really become part of what we're offering because we see the best outcomes, the most dramatic outcomes for our kids who join us at a young age and then stay on through that critical transition as they prepare for high school. And that's really where you see um, the, the best options possible happen for our students. Connice, I wanted to add to, um, Mary-Kate mentioned one of the unique uh, characteristics of our program is the fact that we keep a, a student with us for the full nine years. That's the, the design of the program. So it's it's something they know they can count on the next summer and that we'll, they'll be a part of and that we'll be here for them. But we also, through the academic year, it's not uh, our relationship with a student and the family doesn't end at the end of the six-week period. We work with the host institutions and, and um, with the site directors to provide additional programming throughout the year, not just for the students, but then also for the families. We've done financial literacy um, seminars for the parents, um, and some with language issues, language skills, uh, and then also some with immigration uh, assistance as they need it, um, given the, the demographics of the, the folks we serve. These are your so-called Saturday sessions? Well, they can be Saturday. I mean, yes. And, and there are others, again, uh, we work with yeah. the host institution. We work with uh, the families and figure out what makes the most sense for, for each one. I got to say the best example of what we offer year round, though, are just the true opportunities for community building. So take a, a traditional holiday party. Of course, <laughs> our, our kids are receiving gifts. They may be sponsored with book bags and things by, by partners or donors out in the community. Um, but the best, most fun example is when those parents get involved and they are making their potluck meals and bringing them to the cafeteria where we're hosting students. And all of a sudden you'll have 300, 500 people show up. Um, all to all to celebrate their students, to commune together, to talk about what's going on during the school year, to share a meal, um, and it's just that simple, right? It's it's just keeping them engaged and making sure parents know and students know that they're always part of Horizons, even if it's not the active six week session. Um, and then from there, everything happens. Yeah. It sounds as if it's highly competitive for these kids who need this extra leg up to get in. It can be. We've got wait lists at most of our programs. Wow. Um, we don't actively recruit. You're never going to find like a billboard advertising Horizons Atlanta because we simply don't have the capacity to meet the demand that's out there. We know how many um, schools, even with the investments made by the community at this point in time, are still struggling. Um, so we will always have more students than we can serve. Um, but we're, we're working, like I said, to, to build and grow where we can in a sustainable way. Um, we, we 
partner very closely with other organizations in the community. So if we can't support a child because we're at capacity, we will help identify another opportunity with another organization where they can get some support, whether it be academic or social, emotional support uh, to make sure they thrive. I have a great story. I was sitting next to a headmaster of one of our host institutions yesterday at a meeting, and he shared with me how, and this is to Mary-Kate's point about really strengthening the community relationships, um, he recently was at a restaurant with his family. Uh, he had on a T-shirt of his school, um, and the, one of the workers had come up to him and just said, oh, you're with the school. I went through the Horizons program there, uh, and they struck up a conversation. And then not that much longer afterwards, he was at the grocery store, and the, the worker who was um, bagging his groceries, same thing, saw the shirt and said, oh, I went through Horizons Atlanta. So there is a, a sense of pride from the students that go through, um, and hopefully that spreads out to, to encourage other kids um, that you know, need the opportunity or could use the opportunity or just want to be part of the opportunity uh, to look into it and, and joining us. Because you are exposing these young people to experiences and locations that they might not exactly. ordinarily see because Horizons operates, if I understand it correctly, not only at Holy Innocence, but you're at Georgia Tech, you're at other private schools where mm-hmm. some of these children might not ever get through the gates. Exactly. Um, so we have nine different sites. Um, it's a pretty even split between higher education um, as well as private schools, day schools. Um, but you're right. I mean, that's that's the appeal of this or the real opportunity we're trying to provide to the students is that um, their families may not have the resources to be able to send uh, their children to a camp um, as uh, many of their peers would in, in school. And we just want to afford them the same opportunity to continue that, that mental and, and physical um just exercise through the summer yeah. uh, that their counterparts are, are getting. There's a, a there's a lot to be said too for the power of a child spending a considerable chunk of time um, on the campus of of a college. Mm-hmm. For instance, you can picture a student from um, Southeast Atlanta who gets to spend. Um, their summer at Georgia Tech or at Georgia State University or at Woodward Academy and to feel what it feels like to be a college student. And we do. We have students, usually the younger ones, who will tell you, oh, no, I'm already a Georgia Tech student. <laughs> I spend my time in the classroom. They know you know, they know where Tech Tower is. They've walked the promenade. They have eaten in the dining hall. And there's this sense of pride of I've already done this. Even if it was just at Horizons, I'm going to be back there one day. Right? They can envision themselves being in a classroom and having that experience of being a true scholar, which every single one of our students are. And that, that ability to place themselves mentally there and know that it's just a few years away and everything I'm doing now matters. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing now is building me up so that I can come back here as an actual college student. That's a huge part of the program. It's really opening doors and exposing students to opportunities that they have every right to be at, to be in, to participate in, and Horizons is, is going to help them get there along with their family, with their parents. And that's exactly the feeling you want these kids yeah. to have, right? Well, you want, I mean, I think, you know, we're trying to instill in them academic confidence um, because they are learning and they're continuing to, to advance and, and they can see it. I'm, I'm sure they, they experience that. There's an emotional confidence as well, like Mary-Kate said, that, that they are getting to do something on a college campus for some of them. Uh, there's a physical confidence because they're learning a, a physical skill. But but on top of all that, I mean, what we're really trying to instill in these kids is uh, an uh, intellectual curiosity. You know, we want them to be want to learn. We want them to want to come and and see what the next project based course is going to be about and how they can then take that back into their their lives. So it's it's all these things in trying to build up a, a, a child that might not have had this opportunity otherwise. 
So now who are the people who execute your actual educational program day to day? Because it's a six week summer program and it's all day long and it's it's five days a week, right? Correct. It's a camp. Correct. Um, we have site directors at each one of our sites that that really organize and execute the program. Um, but one of the great things about this is that typically, most often, uh, they hire, well, the, the site directors will engage um, teachers um, from those specific host institutions. So, um, you know, you have that continuity, first of all, and that, you know, the, the teachers are teaching the kids during the, the our program, but then they're also there the academic year to kind of help guide and nurture and, and follow the each student through until they come back the next summer to Horizons. Um, the other is... Um, Gosh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, that happens sometimes. Yeah, and it's the and it's the power. The teachers yeah. are working with our yeah. students throughout the year. And oh, specifically, the teachers that we're hiring are professional educators. We're not talking about a casual volunteer who's coming in to lead um, a mentoring exercise or reading support. We've got certified teachers who come into the classrooms and work with our students. We've got three adults in every classroom of 15 students. We have a reading specialist on every site who really focuses down on developing individual learning plans for every child based on where they are. We look at data to tell us this. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's the, it's, it's the fact that we are bringing in local people to run the programs, but they're folks who know our students. They know the education system. They know how to link common core standards and what we're doing during the school year with project-based learning and enrichment and fun in a classroom and then also be able to transition after lunch to go to the pool and have a good time and learn how to swim. And they so, believe in your mission, too. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's that's critical. And, and our instructors often are returning the, the year, year after year after year because I, I think a lot of them enjoy the freedom that we afford them and give them to be able to um, be creative in the way they teach, that they might not have the, that flexibility during uh, a regular academic year. So. We're just trying to make it again an experience that both the instructors and the and the kids there's there's just joy um, and energy and curiosity and and just this desire on every party everybody's part to to help move people forward. It sounds as if instead of that summer slide, you guys are sending kids back to school in the in the. I was going to say fall, but it'll be August. Um, <laughs> it's earlier and earlier every year. <laughs> with um, you know, no slide, but they're probably ahead of some of their peers. Yeah, I think I'll have Mary Kate talk more about the actual statistics, but um, yeah, it's amazing. Instead of falling back, our our attendees are holding their own, or if not advancing further. So the the difference is pretty startling, uh, and it's it's really rewarding for us to see the the results, the quantitative metrics prove that our model works and that we're having the impact that we want to have. Okay. Yeah, and in fact, every summer we can anticipate two to three months of growth in both uh, reading and math for our students, um, which is huge when you consider that the average child who's coming from a low-end community loses two to three months. So if you look at the opportunity cost for one of our Horizon students, if they were not in the program, they would actually, they're actually five to six months ahead of a peer. Um, so it's incredible when you think about just the difference of a fun program. It's academic-based. It's enrichment. Um, but it's it's producing life-changing academic outcomes in a very, very short amount of time. And we see that year over year over year. Um, and what's um, what's really cool is when you look at our students, you know, I mentioned we don't we don't take the cream of the top cream of the crop. We take students who really need the support, who have, um, you know, what you might call fallen through the cracks. And for our students who enter our program below grade level, we sometimes see up to four and five months of growth in a six-week session because they just needed that extra oomph. They needed a little bit more individualized attention. They needed a little bit more joy in the classroom. And that difference 
over the summer was able to not only bring them up to grade level, but yes, absolutely send them sometimes ahead of where they should be when they start back in August. And the cumulative effect of that is even more um, just marked because you know if you think a, a, one of their peers who hasn't had this experience is potentially they're potentially five to six months behind. Multiply that year after year after year. So by by the time if if you don't have this experience. By the time you're in fifth grade, you may be at a point where you're never, ever going to catch up. Um, and so we just want to break that cycle. We want to make sure that, that every child has the opportunity to, to be as productive and, um, and you know, yeah, productive as they possibly can be through this program. So you get a family that agrees to sign on the dotted line to, to put a child in the Horizons program, knowing that it's a nine-year commitment, that your child is going to get this great attention, this great experience and exposure until they're ready to go off to college. What does that cost the family? Oh, that's the most amazing part of this. Um, the it, the cost to the family is, is zero. Oh, what? What? It's, what? Yeah, it is. Um, the way our model is set up, it is tuition free uh, for the the families. Now, we there is a small registration component to it, but um, it's con- compared to the amount of the the cost of the program, it's insignificant. So it's it's pretty amazing, and that's and how are you deliberate. all able to do that? It's through. Donations is through the philanthropic community, both individuals, corporations, and foundations uh, that believe in what we're doing and, and have seen the results uh, that want to continue investing in our children. I think the most incredible evidence of the groundswell of support we've seen here in Atlanta with the Horizons program is with our 100% Club. What's that? These are um, really committed, passionate individuals who say, Horizons is worth it, and I would want this for my child. Every child in Atlanta deserves this. I I want to see 100% of students in Atlanta succeed. I want to cover 100% of the cost for a student in the Horizons program, and they do. They make a contribution of at least $2,500 a year. That is the full um, comprehensive cost associated with putting a child through our program. That includes the six weeks of summer. It includes all the meals, the transportation, because we do. We transport our students back and forth to campus every day of the program. It includes all of the materials. It includes the wraparound supports during the year. And members of our 100% club sign up and say, yes, I'm part of that. I want to be a part of this mission and helping a child succeed. And so they sponsor a student in our program. And you encourage those sponsors to write letters to the kids, don't you? Yeah, so sponsors can write letters. They can come be a mystery reader in our program. So they get to walk into typically the younger classrooms and read a story to our students and then go through a classroom tour and get to engage with students. Um, They get, I I mentioned those really cool holidays holiday parties and potlucks earlier. <laughs> They'll get invitations to that, um, as well as just one-off chances to see the sponsored student um, really thrive in the program. They can come watch them swim. I mean, we keep coming back to that as a really integral part of our now, model. That's a huge deal, especially for, our, for kids who are in disadvantaged neighborhoods who don't get exposed to that, and then their moms and dads don't want to send them to the park mm-hmm. because they don't want anything terrible to happen. And swimming lessons can be expensive. Right. Yeah, I think when it, when I first started working um, at, at Horizons Atlanta, one of the, the coolest stories I heard was, uh, you know, we make it a priority that if a, a child has gone through or is in the program, that we try and encourage the sibling, a younger sibling who's now of age to be able to join the program. We we try and encourage that as much as possible. And I heard the story about how a one girl had had been enrolled, and the younger brother could not wait to get enrolled because he he wanted to learn how to swim. And I think that's very powerful. I mean, again, it's it's. Um, if you just can find a way to connect with the child um, to make them want to participate in a program and learn and be curious, uh, if, even if it's just through 
a simple thing as swimming lessons. Um, you've given them a life skill, a life saving skill, but you've also hopefully changed the trajectory of that that child's life. So we're giving support with reading. We're getting support with math. We're teaching kids how to swim. What other things are the Horizons kids learning during the summer? Well, I, again, I think part of it is the potential. I mean, I think they see what is possible. They get to interact with other um, kids um, and other you know, instructors and, and see that, wait a minute, you know, I, I should finish college, uh, high school because I would like to go to college or I, I see a new career path or um, intellectual curiosity of, of what I can potentially be. And I think that's the biggest gift that we can give to them is, you know, the skills are important because it, it's a fundamental building block, but it's just that aspiration. It, it is that realizing what's possible in this, you know, this energy and this desire to go after it. And I think that's, that's what I, you know, would love for us to make sure that we instill in every child that goes through our program. Alex, you're a super smart guy. You went to Tech. Uh, you went to Wharton. Uh, you served on the city council two terms, uh, ran unsuccessfully for city council president. You've raised money over at Emory. You've raised money for Jerusalem House. What drew you to Horizons Atlanta? I mean, well, you've only been on board since the start of May, correct? May 1st. Um, this was such a perfect culmination of everything I feel like I've been working on and working for in my life. I've, I've always, what inspired me to get into the nonprofit sector um, and as well as, as public service was, I just believe our community and our city um, and our state and our country can be better, but we just have to start somewhere. We have to find something that works and really focus energy on it and, and continuing encouraging um, opportunity and, and providing it to folks. And education seemed to be one of the very fundamental pieces of that puzzle. Um, I, I've, like you said, benefited from a fantastic education and that has opened up doors and opportunities for me. And, and, you know, when we talk about changing communities and helping communities, that that's the one piece that even on city council we were talking about and trying to work with the public school system and, and changing lives. So this was just a real natural fit. It feels great um, you know, in being able to work with all these different institutions um, and work with all these different businesses uh, and then even work with the, the school systems to um, just really change the trajectory of some of these folks who wouldn't, uh, wouldn't otherwise have an opportunity. And the, the metrics on it, being a tech guy, I love numbers. The metrics on it are you know, just so convincing. They're, they're indisputable, the, the effect that we have and, and the su- success that we can have. And Mary Kate, you've seen the impact and the value that this program has in our community, haven't you? I see it. I see it every day. I see it whether we're out on site with a program in the classroom with a child. I see it if we're hearing from a parent who wants to get more involved and actually take time out of for some parents working two and three jobs, they still want to, to do more to benefit Horizons because they see what Horizons has done for their child. Um, we see it in the data, like Alex mentioned. We, we crunch the numbers all year round to see where we got to at the end of the summer, what are we doing with our students this fall, how can we equip them and begin enrollment um, in January, how are we aligning our teachers to match the needs of our students. It's, it's just a constant reminder, even being behind the desk in the office, of um, you know, not only what it takes to make something like this um, come alive, but also what, what we're doing for the families who are, um, who are participating actively in it. And it's um, the most powerful, it's, it's the most wonderful thing to be a part of in Atlanta. And I'm from Atlanta, so to see this happen with, with students that I um, very well could have worked with in the past, with families that I've been next to in a lot of ways, um, and to be advocating with them for the future of their students' lives, their child's lives, that's, that's pretty wonderful. 
So how can people be a part of the great work you guys are doing? Um, we welcome anybody and everybody um, that has anything that they feel like they want to help contribute to the the uh, the cause here. Um, the website is probably our, our best way of uh, getting more information about Horizons. Uh, it's www.horizonsatlanta.org. Um, you can find ways to, to even just simply volunteer at a program, sign up for a Mystery Reader Day, or uh, make a contribution and, and support our, our kids. You know, the other thing is we, we are... You know, you've, you've, when you have a model that works, you really want to try and help as many kids as possible. And, and we want to grow um, and we want to continue exploring opportunities to reach as many families as we can. So you know, anyone who's interested, please uh, go to the website and reach out to us and um, we'll, we'll have that conversation. That's right. Some 600 plus students last summer, up to more than 800 students mm-hmm. this summer. So you guys are, are doing that steady growth. Well, sign me up for one of those Mystery Reader Days. I would love to come in and do that this summer. (laughs) I will go ahead and volunteer for that right now. Alex Wan, the Executive Director. Mary-Kate Starkle, the Associate Director. It's Horizons Atlanta. You guys are doing a wonderful wonderful thing in the community. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you, Condice. Appreciate the opportunity. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, condo 29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective.